everyone and welcome to another episode of Marcus Aurelius's Meditations for Modern Life. I'm Adam Bates and today I'm going to do my best. Earmark this episode as I'm going to do my best to use these passages. I'm doing two at the same time just because they're very short and uh, interlinked. So I'm going to use these passages to hopefully give an aid into trauma. Doing this with no notes, just the thoughts and experiences in my mind. Because it's something that actually led me into Stoicism and Marcus Aurelius itself. Here we go. We're on book four, passage seven and passage eight. Remove the judgment and you have removed the thought, I am hurt. Remove the thought, I am hurt and the hurt itself is removed. What does not make a human being worse in himself cannot make his life worse either. It cannot harm him from outside or inside. So I was speaking with um, a client recently. It's actually someone who is a big fan of the show. Um, discovered me that way as well, actually. And... They've actually probably read more books of Stoicism than I have, to be honest. But they mentioned how the Stoics never had really talked about anything in relation to trauma. Well, here's the thing. A lot of Stoicism is about trauma. In fact, it's directly related because it's about, like, the control of your mind. And what else is trauma but the thoughts that we put on an event following the event... So we may experience something, whether it's sort of a mental trauma or a physical event that causes mental trauma, but it's replaying and recycling all those thoughts over and over that creates the trauma. Now, it's December the 25th, Christmas Day, 2016, and I'm in church. I'm not sure why, because I hadn't been to church since I was a child, really, apart from the odd wedding, christening. But something had drawn me there. Something told me that, for whatever reason, on that day I had to go to church. Four weeks previously, I'd been in hospital following taking an overdose. I'd taken over 50 different pills, painkillers and stuff. I wanted to make sure it worked. It hadn't, fortunately. Been given another chance, but I still kept cycling those thoughts in my head. All I could see was the the bedroom without her mess there, cooking on my own, going to the gym on my own. I mean, I decided to end the relationship because it was better for us both. And that full story is on a, actually on an interview that I did once with Jamie Keeling few years back um, who I do Stoicism for Modern Life with and I'll leave the link for the full story at the end of this show but everything was reminding me of her I wasn't prepared for losing it all wasn't prepared for even the things that used to bug me like I say the mess on the floor the dressing gown thrown on the bedroom floor at night and stuff and not being there anymore I just couldn't deal with it. And this kept going on and on. This is four weeks after I had the overdose, which had followed panic attacks, anxiety attacks. I was stupid. 
I can say that now in reflection. But this trauma was created in my mind. Anyway, a week later, New Year's Day, I'm sat there stirring my oats, looking into the bowl, struggling to eat them, thinking I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to. I'm trying to force myself. Do what's right, Adam. Focus on you. I spoke to a friend. He said, go to Malta. He might just save you. You see, another friend of mine, actually an ex-girlfriend, had been trying to get me to go over there for a new year. She was there for about, about sort of five days. A few more days left. My excuse was work. You know, I can't just drop my work and leave. Anyway, I phoned Ryanair for that talk. She'd sent me details of the flight that day. She was already there. They told me that I've no chance of getting there in time. I could get a ticket at the airport, but only up to an hour before. And I was traveling, you know, from over 90 miles and I had 45 minutes to do so. So, threw all the stuff in my car and I'm off, driving through a storm. Roads are empty, but the thunder, lightning, rain crashing down on the windscreen. And there I am driving at 130 miles an hour. Before too long, I 360 the car twice, ended up in the barriers. Car went off, everything's silent. Luckily, there are no cars close to me. They soon stopped in time behind. And at this moment, I looked at myself and no pain, no scratch. I turned the engine on. Load of sounds went off, lights flashing. But the engine started, didn't even get out of the car. I continued going, continued traveling. And as I got closer, I could see that I was still 15 minutes away from the airport at the time that they said was a sort of deadline to be able to get a ticket at the airport. I'm still 15 minutes away, so I ring Brian Air again. Is there anything you can do? Any sort of message you can say just to keep them there for a moment longer? I knew it was pointless, but I was trying anyway. Nope, sorry, you won't make it. Turn back. Anyone else would have turned back. I kept going. I got to the airport, ran inside, saw the first member of staff I could find and said, hey, I, yeah, trying, trying to catch like a, a flight, it's like the Ryanair office still open, like is there any, anything I can, I can do that was, you know, to, this, I was supposed to be here 15 minutes ago and he went and spoke to the Ryanair office and came back and said, they can do you a ticket, but you'll have to go straight through check-in now. Where's your luggage? And I said, in my car. I said, well, where's your car? And I just looked outside. I'd parked it half up on the curb, literally just outside the front, the glass doors at the front of the airport. I saw it all smashed up for the first time. And he said, well, you better get to the car park quick and get back here. So off we go again, driving like a maniac to the car park. Park the car. And the car park seemed like miles away in itself. Park the car, get out. Just say I am. The transfer bus is uh, approaching. Jump straight on, get back to the airport, and then back to the, the queue for the Ryanair desk. 
and people let me go in front of them and get some straight to the front. And she does me the ticket and I look at it and say, I've actually got the ticket. Yeah, you have. But you're like, the boarding is going to close in like 10 minutes. So you need to run through duty free, get through security quick. So run through duty free, get to security. Queue in. I say to the security guard, hey, I've, I, is there anything you could do to help me here? Because I'm, my gate's going to close in like five minutes. So don't worry, this will go quick. It wasn't going quick at all. Someone near the front heard me and said, hey, do you want to come in front of me? Like, thank you. So I got in front, got through, and I boarded the plane. And in that moment, I looked out the window and I felt the greatest gratitude for life. It's like switches flipped. Go listen to the full story. But that trauma ended then. And it's also what changed me from working with clients to see myself as wanting to be the best coach in terms of what I can do visually with their bodies. No, you have to eat your chicken and broccoli. Yes, of course you have to do cardio at this time. I can do it, why can't you? You know, like most coaches are. Fitness coaches, that is. I was amazing at it. But everything changed then. Because I realised I've been saved for a reason. And I realised how happy I'd become in that moment. That trip to Malta was amazing. It's like I'd been saved. For a reason. And that reason was to help people. So in that moment, everything changed. It was no longer about the photos. It was about like people telling me how I've changed their life. It's about seeing each person as an individual and working towards their happiness. I wasn't satisfied if I could see a great transformation if they sacrificed things in their life that meant that they couldn't sustain it or that they're even unhappier by the end because of the things that they sacrificed to do so. Not everyone has the values of a fitness model. My values changed then. I valued the mind more than the body. And interestingly, I, yet 12 months later, public spoke on this. And as well as people always telling me after about the fact that there must have been some divine intervention or something, I used Marcus Aurelius' quote at the end. And at the time, that car crash, I had no idea who Marcus Aurelius was. The quote was from one of the passages in Meditations. It's talking about how any, th any, any thought or event or pain, any distress is only so because we give it the power to be so and that we can evoke it in, in any moment. Now I'd been forced to see that. I'd been forced to have this car crash and this crazy chain of events that led me to overcome my trauma. But you don't have to because all that had actually happened is nothing external changed. Came back from Malta and was a different person. It's love for life. Immense gratitude for everything that I had. That's so much to be grateful for. I was crazy losing myself over a breakup that I initiated in the first place because it wasn't right, right for me. It wasn't right for either of us at that time. It was right to end it. But then my thoughts created this trauma out of it. And it was my thoughts that changed. But they were forced to change by a car crash. Maybe your car crash is finding philosophy in another way. You see... 
as Marcus has said before as well, forget your books. You have to get back to inside and doing. And philosophy is not something that we just study. It's something that we do. It's where we actually look and analyse our thoughts. Think of meaning for them. Where is this going to serve me? This is a thing of nature, therefore it cannot be bad, right? I mean, how can those events that I've been through be bad? You've heard perhaps of the things that I've gone through last year. Fit, fitness professional having a heart attack at 40, following all this with the police. The police smashing in my door and stuff. But me still not giving in, knowing that there was a greater sort of agenda. And that my life would pale in insignificance compared to all the lives of the children and, and future generations that were going to be affected by what was going on in Yorkshire and spread throughout the UK now, as I've talked about on other podcasts. But would I have not seen those things as trauma? For example, would I have been in hospital having a heart attack, actually still as happy as ever, knowing that there's a blessing here? Hey, you transition to helping people with the mind as much as the body. You don't need your physique now because you've proven yourself as being incredible, uh, a fitness coach in its own right. Isn't it amazing how you're going to be told that you're not going to be able to train the same way you used to at the point where your, your obsessions evolve to the mind? Combining, helping people with the mind and the body. It's why those clients all succeed. So it's why like a, a lot of the best and most successful business people come to me because I can learn to understand them, what's important to them. Hey, if they're coming home a month after starting and seeing compliments from their, from their wife, from their kids, they're earning more income, they've got more energy, they feel healthier. They're speaking with clients and what have you, or potential clients, they've got far more confidence because they're more confident in themselves. Well, if I found that balance for them where they can do that and see those benefits, they're going to continue long after they finish with me. They're going to continue to do what they're doing, that lifestyle. And that's pretty amazing because none of that stuff I'd have been able to deal with had I not gone through that experience that at the time I decided to make into a trauma. Maybe you've gone through worse experiences. Maybe you've gone through something like that first one for me, like those years ago, where the trauma was created by my mind more than the events themselves. And maybe you look back on the events that you've been through and think, you know, where's the benefit to this? Well, another example. I'd spoken with a client last year who was born as a result of a mum being raped by a Nazi officer in Germany. And her, she was sexually abused as a child as well. But she brought up two wonderful kids and she actually was um, the carer by this stage for, for her grandkids as well, very young. And she, you could tell how much she cared and admired them and loved them. And, you know, I'd, she, but she never really had come to terms with this loss. Um, sorry, this trauma from her, from her past. And, you know, it made her hold a lot of resentment towards, um, 
towards yeah some things in life and and you know like people in her life but by the end of that that zoom she said you know i've not not talked to anyone about this for years never talked to anyone about it like this and i said you know like look at those grandkids of yours they're freaking amazing aren't they she's like yeah i wouldn't change anything for the world do you really think you would be so loving to them had you not gone through the experiences and feeling that lack of love from your parents when you were younger mentioned she was sexually abused she also said that her mum didn't seem to maybe couldn't do anything about it to stop it she felt lack of love but that lack of love created a value in love that she was giving to her kids and that's why those kids such such, ama- such amazing kids in their own right that's why they got to live feeling so much love because of what she had been through by the end of the Zoom she was crying you know because this stuff's amazing but when you've created a trauma over a period of time those thoughts have circled and circled it's not just going to be undone in a moment because as I've talked about in other podcasts we store memories and experiences with an emotion but then also the sensual data as well right so a bit like me associating things in that bedroom with that person where's the mess etc etc if you've been wronged in the past by someone you may be reminded of it subconsciously by triggers that you aren't even aware of a room that looks similar to the room you may have been sexually abused in a similar hairstyle haircut color like these little things may trigger recurring thoughts of that experience without you actually realizing that they're a trigger and the way to overcome it is to go through it step by step and see where it's actually served you because if you've had been living with trauma for that long then it's going to have shaped you massively as a character all those pains are going to create values in you and whether they link directly or not what you love most about yourself and what you can do and what you can do for others and what others probably love most about you are probably in some indirect way or directly going to relate to that experience now is it then a trauma if it's giving you your place on this planet and what you can do for others but we don't spend enough time to sit there and analyse our thoughts in this day and age we're too caught up in the short term that's how to overcome trauma spend time dedicate your time to it thinking of those thoughts where has it served me where has it benefited me because suddenly your perception to it changes from it being this extremely negative event that you've judged as extremely negative and suddenly you start judging it as a positive experience because of what it's given you so suddenly those triggers don't have the same effect anymore either because if the experience is no longer traumatic seen as traumatic and negative but it's seen as positive think of that weight that's lifted guys i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope it's been helpful if it has please please do me a massive favor let me know drop me a message on my social media or 
share the podcast please or leave me a review on on apple because ultimately it's the reviews that help the show grow and you know i'd love to be able to do more of this stuff and to help others and you know the more this show can grow um the more i can do so thank you very much